Yeah, so I have to like so when I release that episode next week, I gotta make sure to go in there and just I'm gonna get like a bleeping sound from the internet and just yeah, because I think it's fascinating. Because yeah, I fucked up, right? And like, oh, that's so unwoke of me. But also, like, it's like a cool moment. You're a human being, right? I mean, I call my I call my dog Roxy Maggie all the time, and yeah. Maggie's been dead for since 2007. So, I mean, we do the, we do these things, you know. My mother calls me by my sister's name all yeah. the time, you know. I mean, it's it's, we're human beings. We well, who smoke a shit ton of pot. Yeah, that's another thing. So. Although I don't get high for these interviews because no. I am I'm already my like I already have like a speech the impediment. residual. <laughs> like i'm already yeah you know i'm already pretty pretty rough do you want me to adjust that is no that... i can do it cool you know but um so you don't even know do you know the name of the podcast no you don't know the name of my podcast that's amazing i'm pretty sure i pitched the, it to you with the name of the podcast i think you said something about love right yes okay, okay. so it's called drew romance oh drew romance okay yeah. do you know that's my favorite quentin tarantino movie is true romance really i've never seen <gasps> true romance i know it's I know. so good it's so <laughs> fucking good i know i know that i i know that like it is horrible that i have a podcast that's a pun based on that name and i haven't seen the movie that goes with it Oh my god. Although well, if I, I bring my podcast back, you and I will watch it together. Okay. And we'll do we'll do Generation Exchange on that. On on, tr- on true romance. It sure. It is such a good it, you and um we'll do me you and Angela cuz Angela is the best with movies. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's really oh, good. Man. Uh yeah, hell yeah. I yeah. would love to do that. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um but uh yeah, so so what what I do and um what we do here and I guess I guess let's just start the show. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Drew Romance. Justin P. Drew here, sponsored as always by uh, Goodale, uh, the Goodale Company, uh, CohasetInsurance.com. Um, in the studio today, we have Ellen Sugarman. Ellen, please say hi. hi. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, and so, because you've never, you've never, you didn't even realize that you were going to be on this podcast until a moment ago um say hi to all the drew romantics that is my fictional fan base (laughs) (laughs) hello to all you drew romantics out there hell yeah so happy to be here yeah and we're happy to have you and um yeah and so what i do and it kind of differs from episode to episode because everybody everybody's different right and so what i like to do is i like to just kind of interview people based on their relationship history okay so i kind of do like the wtf deep dive through your past but i only want to talk about comedy or whatever you know whatever your main career is if it applies to your relationship i'm kind of an open book so i'm I'm happy to talk about i mean there's I think that there's more current relationships, and I prefer not to name their names. But I, that's yeah. okay. We can move. That we can, and we can we can assign those people yeah. names. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then just talk yeah. all the shit about them. Um, and also, I historically on this podcast because nobody nobody that I know listens to it. <laughs> we get like those weird. You know, when you put out a podcast and you're like, who? Who who are the eighty people that listen yeah, to yeah, yeah, this yeah. episode? And it's just like probably 
Twitter people or Reddit people and stuff. Yeah. Um, so those people have heard me talk a lot of shit about people we know. But because people we know don't listen, I can just <laughs> you can just say whatever you want. Perfect. Perfect. Because <laughs> if you listen to every episode, it's like, oh, man, he really. <laughs> yeah. He really took digs at this person and uh, and still waiting, still waiting for James Creelman to respond. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's how, you know, like if your friends are listening to your podcast. You right. Know? Yeah. I had a podcast when I when I was doing my podcast, which I'm going to be bringing back. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to throw in like a little keyword to the guy I was dating so he would know like I would just like kind of shout out that it was just between me and him yeah um and he didn't listen really no see the one thing is my girlfriend listens to I would say most of the episodes oh yeah I know well my girlfriend is my girlfriend is like just the best yeah I was just gonna say she's she's just she just likes me I mean she's just like does she go to all your shows and stuff she goes to a bunch of them I mean there's like been times where like you don't gotta go to this show and she's like no I'm going. <laughs> We're That's going. really sweet. I know. I, I love that about her. Whenever I, think I she's see great. a girlfriend or a boyfriend at a comedy show, it's just like relationship goals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or not relationship goals. I don't know which one. You know what I mean? Part of me is like, oh, yeah, I really want them to be at all my shows. And then I'm like, oh, not all the shows. You know, I mean, especially if you're bringing them to an open mic, you're just like, well, you know what this is. Yeah, no, not you know, at all. We're not going to, you know, I mean, well, my, my girlfriend's seen me enough times that it's like. Yeah, does she, she doesn't do comedy. Oh no, she would she would die before she ever got on stage. She is the shyest person Aww. in existence. Oh, I know. Perfect. I know. I mean, and it's it's funny. It's funny that her and I work as well as we do because uh, I am so like, you know, just suck up all the attention in the room, and she is. You know, she just doesn't like attention. I think that that's why you guys work, isn't it? You think because so? yeah, you take the attention like so. You don't. She doesn't have to be the center of attention because she knows that you will be. Yeah. And then she gets just enough accolades by being with you. <laughs> Maybe. You know, yeah. <laughs> accolades. That's yeah. not what I would say. She gets. <laughs> just enough attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's with she's with a cool guy that gets attention, and then oh. she doesn't have to like she doesn't have to also get it. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm cool. She likes me. Yeah. So I'm well, doing something like, right. Most people like you. Jesus. What? Most people like you. Do they, though? I think so, yeah. I think you're 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 an extremely likable person. Really? Yes. Okay. I yeah. see, because I, I feel like people hate me. <laughs> that's a comic thing, right? That's a comic thing. because I, And I also think that that's an age thing with you guys. Really? Like, yeah. How old are you? I am 30. Okay. So I think that. I think that in your 20s, you're not as people aren't as upfront mm-hmm. and they're not as they don't uh, they don't come forward and, and tell you exactly what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're a little more passive aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I think as you get older, you start to be able to kind of share what's on your mind better. Interesting. And so you start to know in reality, like I have a hard time navigating the 20 something crowd because I'm 50. Yeah. Right. And I'm so used to people just coming straight out. So I can't tell if they like me or not because they're just not open in that way. For, for Does that make sense to you? I don't I don't know if that makes hmm. sense. Like like what do you mean? Like specifically? I mean, like there's people that I've met or like at open mics and I'm like <clears throat> and I just think of them. I don't think of them. I, I have to remind myself that they're so much younger than me. 
you know, that they're 30 years younger than me. And being 30 years younger than me, we just have like a cultural difference, you know, like, whereas, you know, my friends and I and people my age are going to, you know, if I don't like you, I'm just not going to hang around you. Yeah. I'm just going to, even if I work with you, I can still stay on the opposite end of the room. But in comedy, it seems that people don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't tend to show their dislike of people. They more, so there's always an underlying question because there's a phoniness to it almost. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I find. That's interesting. I mean, I definitely, as I've gotten older, there was a time when I was really thinking like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a famous comedian. And it was, it was really like, over the years, it's real. I've realized like by just watching who gets who gets picked for things mm-hmm. and like just the way the system works and just like the culture that we're in. It's like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the guy that wins this contest. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's always going to be Jay Smitty, right? Like it's always going to be like this person and that's fine. That's great. You know? So I just kind of. It's Jay Smitty special. Jay yeah. Smitty. I saw him the first time I ever saw him. He was the only person in Boston comedy besides George Severus that I saw. Oh, and Hasmin Garza. Hasmin Garza, Jay Smitty, and uh, George Severus are the only three people I've ever seen in Boston comedy that I've said, in the club scene, you know, or the bar mm-hmm. scene, that I said to myself, now those people have something. Yeah. There's something about them. It's not, it's, it doesn't even have to be their comedy. Yeah. It's their presence. They have it. Yeah. Whatever it is, they have it. And I don't, I don't know why, and I don't know how you get and that's, it. And that's fantastic. Yeah. But I just learned, and here's the thing, and I've learned, I mean, I've been doing comedy for, you know this, like eight years. Yeah. Over eight years. Yeah. Like eight and a half years now. And I've seen, like, I've, where I've gotten, like, pretty good at, like, seeing it, you know, where I see somebody and I'm like, oh, you're going to. You're gonna. You're just a rocket that's gonna take off, and yeah. you're gonna rocket past me yeah. real fast, you know. And it happened with Sam J. It happened with Ryan Donahue. It yeah. happened with Langston Kerman. And like, I wasn't around for any of those. Exactly, and but I yeah. was, and yeah. I watched. And here's the thing. And I think Ryan Donahue was the one where it really like, it kind of you know it, it it when he got on, um, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Like it really was like whoa. Like yeah. Well, he was the it, only white person you mentioned. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like, but now it's like, so then like I'm seeing like Carolyn Riley, you know, and it's funny because there's certain people, I don't want to name the names, but it was funny because Carolyn was like, oh, whenever I, I, I love this guy and whenever we hang out, he like feels the need to like talk down at me. But it's like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to be up here though. You yeah. know, like at a certain point, you got to kind of acknowledge that I'm kind of passing you. Well, I think that that's like, Pam Ross said it best, right? Pam yeah. Ross said that she said that, you know, good luck ever, ever seeing reality and perception meet in comedy. Mm-hmm. Because where you started is where people ahead of you will always see you. Yeah. You know, and so because of that, like, it's just it's a very difficult thing. So, yeah. And I just I don't and I know that, like. If I ever like move to another city, I feel like I could make like a go- a go at it. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if I moved to Chicago or Seattle, like I would never move to New York City because it just seems like a wasteland and it's just it really does horrifying. for me. I'm <laughs> horrified by New York City. Kelly McFarland said something to me the other day when I had coffee with her, and she said, "If you're ever feeling really bad about your comedy in Boston, like you're not getting the treatment that you deserve, mm-hmm. leave town, go to somewhere else for a weekend." and do comedy yeah. and if you're ever feeling really good like Boston is really you're doing really well in comedy and you're mm-hmm. really moving up in the scene 
leave town. Oh, yeah. You know, and don't go to New York. Ooh. Don't go where your friends are. Yeah. Right. And uh, and she's right. I mean, I left. I went to San Diego for 10 days and I did comedy like I was only going to do comedy one night. and I ended up doing it eight nights out of the 10 really? days there. Really? Yeah. Was that good? It was. Yeah, I did really, really better than I've ever done here. Could do you could you see yourself living there? Yeah, I'm actually going there and I've been, I've lived there before. So oh, wow. yeah, I'm going back. I'm going January, February, March. I'm going. For, oh, just just live. Just, just live. Yeah, winter, for, winter, and yeah. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could just change geographic locations. Yeah. For I mean, I, you months. know, I'm a Jewish woman in my fifties. We we go to we, we go towards the sun at some point. It was either that or Florida. So yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that's wonderful. I feel like I feel like if I went to like I always, part of me was like, you know, Seattle seems lovely. Oh, Seattle's great. Yeah, I've never I've never even had the money to like go and visit because I'm like that poor. But eventually, I'd like to go and visit. And I feel like just from every I've met people from Seattle and everybody that I've talked to have always been like, yeah, man, you can get up like seven nights a week there, and you can get paid shows on Sundays and shit. Really? You know, and like yeah, I mean, you know, the smaller towns are are hungry for you know like yeah. I realized also that they said like you know like they're like oh my god you're from Boston and they were like you know red carpet like here you go you yeah know? um but and and that's how I got like the first show you know but the second and third show I got because of the first show and because I did so well at mm-hmm. it or something like that you know and so and then like one night I had like a six minute set and then the next night they invited me back for a ten minute set so it's it was that kind of a th- kind of a thing that you you do Mm -hmm. and also if i if i do want to keep going and i feel like i'm doing really well i can head to la while i'm there for those three months exactly yeah and you can you can book yourself stuff in la yeah you know although from what i've heard about la i would never want to do comedy because like it feels like from everything that i've seen it's like okay so you have like like the professional comic scene in LA but then mm-hmm. underneath that you have like the open mic scene and they are like separated like it yeah. is like pure segregation yeah. there which I, personally I think it should be yeah I really do I think that I think that that's the personally the problem with the Boston comedy scene is that there's the you know like the fact that I in within my first year of doing comedy performed um, in, in a showcase with Emma Willman was it was an honor, obviously, but also I didn't deserve that spot at that point. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I wasn't good enough to share a stage with somebody that good. Yeah. And I find that Boston, that's what we do. We we don't have we don't have different levels of comedy. Well, I mean, I feel like it is. It's I I think it's cool. I think it's cool that like when I first started in my first I think it's, year no, don't of comedy. Get me wrong. I think it's really cool yeah. to be part of that, right? To, to benefit from that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it gives you a false sense of who you are as a comic. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I feel like anybody that, anybody that's really going for it and is realistic knows it's like, okay, well, I wasn't, I'm not on the same level as Gary Gullman, mm-hmm. but I just happened to be on a showcase with him. He happened at to the do comedy a drop. Studio. He did a drop in. He did a drop in, and that's cool. And that's a cool opportunity for me. That doesn't mean I'm like well, I'm Gary Goldman esque now. You know, yeah. you're not. You're just a guy, you're or a girl or or whoever who was just on a showcase, and then a famous person dropped in. I think that's I think that's cool though. Yeah, and especially if you have like a friend in the audience and they know the celebrity. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, I believe me. I think it's cool, but I think it happens so often here. Yeah, that it's not. It's not an anomaly, and I mean, not mm-hmm. an it, anomaly is not the word. It's not. It's not a unique situation, and because yeah. of that, um, you know, I mean, yeah, Eugene Merman pops in to the studio, and you happen to be on at the studio. That's something completely different. That's dope as hell. That's so fucking cool, right? Yeah, but, um, but. That gives you that you know everybody running home to like put it on their like resume. She performed. She opened for. Yeah, you know what I mean people do that here, and I think that that's something that's a little bit. Um, I, I just think that it gives you a false sense of hope. But I also feel like that's just anywhere that there are open mic comedians. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Here, we want to just take a second to fix that. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It just keeps going lower. I know. I know. Maybe. Sh- um, here, let me let me try and problem solve. But yeah, I feel like, I definitely feel like, I don't know, like I've seen so many, like, because I've, you know, I've just ended up, I just accept anybody that friend requests me and has like 500 mutual friends with, you know? It's yeah. like, okay, they're just a comedian, yeah. you know? And um, they're just, you know, just, they're just somebody who does this and is trying at it, you know? So I'm going to add them. I'm not going to like, okay, there we go. There it is. That's much better. Now I got um, to go down a little bit. Okay, there we go. Perfect. But uh, yeah, so, and any scene, it, it doesn't matter. Anytime there's a famous person, like I'm friends with like a bunch of people from like the North Carolina comedy scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like a weekend where Gilbert Gottfried like headlined and then you just all you or or or, or did like a drop in somewhere and then you just see like yeah like five people's profile pictures yeah. now you know well we all do the same thing right right we all we all basically do the same thing which is stand up there and try to make people laugh yeah right and and we're all striving for the same thing and mm-hmm. and like um or we all have you know different goals or different but I, I just, I just feel like, and and maybe it is, maybe I don't know enough scenes, so I could be completely wrong. But I just feel like Boston has a false sense of hope when it comes, like a false sense of of um, success mm-hmm. when it comes to. Comedy. Oh, I one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, I think a lot of people. There are cer- certain people who like walk around and like act like they're just hot shit. Where it's just like you're an open micer, yeah. Like, and and that's and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that, that's that's not shit, a terrible yeah. thing to be. But just like, don't act like yeah. You're the fucking. You're the mayor of this shit. You know. I have never once referred to myself as a comedian. Never really? once referred to myself as a comedian. I do comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that is that is as far as I'll ever go. I'm not well. That's as far as I'll go right now. Is that I do comedy because I find that to be. I find that that is the one thing that somebody who really feels confident about their comedy can say about themselves that they are a comedian. Hmm. You know, I don't know. It's just it's something that I just I don't know. I mean, do you get paid regularly? Uh huh. Yeah. See, I feel like if you're getting money regularly, yeah, I was making. You know, I make a stipend a month from the Dover show. You know, like yeah, I consider myself a comedian. I don't consider myself like. I, I tell anybody that li- wants to listen, it's like, well, I'm, I'm an open micer. Yeah, you know? I mean, I spent I, a lot of time. I, I, I kind of, I guess, I would say, I dated a comedian for a while who had a huge ego, and, um, and I think he got in my head a little bit about certain things, and that was one of them. You know, like uh, calling yourself a comedian. Yeah. And what was he like? T- 
telling you that you can't? Basically, yeah. Really? Yeah. And I kind of bought into it, and I don't think that I disagree with him. Um, well, that's still kind of shitty, though. He was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually a good. That's a good jumping off point or jumping in point really because we're we have gotten so far already away from the what i'm supposed to be interviewing you yeah sorry which is your relationship history but i feel like also you gotta the beginning of every one of these interviews you just gotta talk a little bit until the conversation becomes natural yeah and then and so let's 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 hook fuck comedy let's just be people (laughs) let's just do people okay let's just be human beings Uh... so tell me where you grew up I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts. Lexington, Massachusetts. I did. I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts. And I was born in 1967. 1967. Yes. Wow. That's a. The year the. Um, it's the year of the. In. The Impossible Dream Team, right? The, was that it? The. Uh, yeah, the 1967 World, uh, Red Sox were, were a big deal. That's oh, how my really? father remembers. Did they, did they, did that's they how my father it? remembers what year I was born. I, I see. I'm not a sports. No, guy. they didn't win it, but they they made it really really far. They they made really? it yeah they made it really far. It was like the Carl Yastrzemski years and stuff like that. Oh, but because the curse, yeah, the curse they, was still in full effect. Oh, full effect till two thousand and four. Yeah, and then and then what happened when we broke? How did we break the curse? We won the World Series. But is that the way? We would, nothing happened. <laughs> there no, was nothing just else. Just broke that the happened? World Series. Yeah, <laughs> just won the World Series. That's all it had to do. That's all like, we had to do. Like wait. Did, when did when did the Bambino die? When did that guy die? Oh my God! I mean, he was playing in nineteen oh one. I think he died oh, in the twenties. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, twenties okay. oh, or thirties. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, maybe he was like really old and he just died in two thousand three, and it was no. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit about sports, and no. honestly, that would make me more interested in sports if I found out that there was something really because I love like. I love like serial killer podcasts. Or, oh like, yeah. Well, there's about- a, yeah. There, there's none of that. Yeah. That is Just like you think like the curse life. of the Bambino would have been like something like so good. Like anytime someone hit first base, like they just like their head blew off. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so okay. So you were born there. So you grew up in Lexington, Mass. I, went, I grew up in Lexington, Mass. And um, when did you start? When did you start? What, what, tell me about your first crush. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was a pretty flirtatious kid. I remember my first kiss. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do. I remember my first kiss. It was Marcus Doran, and it was in fourth grade, and um, it was uh, behind my house, and we were like playing a game like boys uh, steal our combs or something like that, and if they did, then we, we, we would let them kiss us. And this guy stole the comb. And he, and he won, yeah, 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 yeah. Which that's pretty bad uh, reinforcement, like like psychological reinforcement. Yeah, probably. It's like if you were good at stealing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. will show you affection. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was my first kiss, Marcus Doran. I saw him at my high school reunion, and I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. Really? Yeah, adorable kid. Did you guys talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't remember it. He didn't remember. No, it? he didn't remember it. He didn't oh remember man, it. he didn't remember it. Um, but uh, I, I don't think it meant that much to you know. It wasn't like we had. I was in fourth grade, dude. You remember it though? Yeah, I rem- well because it was my first kiss. You know what I mean? But we didn't like use a tongue. We didn't. We it wasn't like a makeout. It was just he kissed me, and uh, I remember how it f- I remember I remember like that butterfly feeling and everything. Wow. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, and I knew right then and there that I liked boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing that. Yeah. 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 So, so what was the note? Tell me about your your first experience. Tell me about like your when it got real. When it got real. Yeah. I would have to say, I usually skip over a lot when I when I tell these when I when I when people ask me this question, I skip over a large chunk of my first experiences and I don't remember them very well um, for whatever reason I actually because I went to boarding school that's where I like learned to do drugs and all that and drink and all that kind of stuff and so and then I I got kicked out of boarding school and I went to um, and I went to public school and um, so my first boyfriend that um, I guess my first boyfriend that like gave me an orgasm like I remember him he was older I was 17 I was in I was a junior in high school I was a junior in high school so I was 16 16 he was 26 whoa yeah, yeah. that is uh apparently though apparently that I mean like my my parents knew about him and stuff and they were and cool they were cool with it I don't know if they were cool it was just like kind of the thing you know like he was the guy in our group of friends that um he was a guy in our group of friends that would buy beer for us and stuff and so that's how I that's how I knew him I he, mean that's I mean Years later, though, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I, I, well, you know what? I never <laughs> thought of it as fucked up until I told Pam Ross the story. And she goes, so back then, like, statutory rape was okay? And I was like, geez, <laughs> I've never really thought of it that way. But yes, I, I guess it was. It was just know? a different time then. Yeah. Yeah. But I always dated. I have to tell you, I always dated older men until I turned 45, in which time I started dating younger guys. You just. Whew, yeah. You reversed it. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I always dated older guys older guys yeah and then what about them what, what what do you think they just you know they were able to i like a, i like a guy that can really like i don't like wishy-washy shit i don't like a guy who has to um who i have to wonder what he's thinking or mm-hmm. i hate the question like well, what do you want to do <laughs> i hate that like you know like you want to go to dinner okay let's go to dinner uh, all right, where do you want to go to dinner? I f- like I, just make up a, make up your fucking mind. You know, like I, I can't I, I can't stand. But that are I, you are you somebody that makes up their mind? Apparently, apparently then apparently my fault is that I say that to people and then I go, no, no, no let's just do this instead. So you 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 badge them into making a choice so that I can then put them down <laughs> <laughs> and let well, them know I'm in charge. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, I mean, it's good to know that you're that kind of person. You know, I am that kind of person. you gotta just you gotta just know. You ever watch Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't watch Game of Thrones? No. Well, there's this great quote from the first season where. Uh, you know the uh, Tyrion. He's the dwarf. Yeah. You know, and he's and and he was like born a dwarf to a family of like gorgeous, tall, blonde people. But yeah. He's just this dwarf, and he just he just tells the kid. He goes, "Know what you are. Know what you are, and and use it as a shield." Yeah. Well, I think that's my <laughs> thing, right? Is that I totally own my shit. Yeah. Like I totally will own my shit. Like I, I all the time. Like, that's the one thing that, like, I am who I am. And I, right? like I said, I'm an open book, you know? I mean, I respect other people's privacies, uh-huh. you know? Um, I mean, I can talk about, like, the two guys that, uh, the two guys that were, like, the loves of my life are, are now, uh, are now dead. 
Whoa. Yeah. So there's damn. Yeah. <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah. So um, I feel like this is either like a tragic story or like the twist at the end is you killed them. Yeah. <laughs> to true crime stories with Ellen Sugarman. <laughs> this no. is going to be this is going to be like the thing. It's not it's not going to be Drew romance. It's going to be Drew crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I've had that I've had that idea in my yeah. head for a while. Yeah, just the Drew stories. The Drew stories. Yeah, man. Drew stories. Um Drew stories. Yeah. Like too. Yeah, they Yeah, so so and I think that ever since then, I think ever since I lost both of them, one after like one was when i was 21 and then the next one i want to i want to say it was 2000 it was 2004 it was 2004 so i don't even know how old i was then but i was already well into my i was already in my 40s i guess right Mm -hmm. because i just turned no i was whatever (laughs) i was in my 30s i was in my 30s and um so they both they we lost them both and Different, different tragic accidents. Um, really? Yeah. Oh man, this really supports my "you killed them" theory. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I wasn't with either of them. I was nowhere to be found when exactly. either one of them died. One Brilliant. of them, I was living on Martha's Vineyard, and the other, I was, I was actually away in Houston, Texas at the time. Really? So, so you have alibis for all of these. You're all over the place. You I'm know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm dripping in alibis. You're a real Robert Durst. Yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. I mean, go ahead, try to prove it. No, Eddie Eddie drowned in his pool. Um, Eddie, in, Eddie drowned in his pool. 1990. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like we're we're okay. So, which one of these guys was first? Eddie. Eddie was and mm-hmm. coolest guy I ever knew. Where did you, these, where did both you meet of these him? guys? I have to say, both of these guys were the coolest guys I ever knew. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is why they had to go down. They had uh, to. They had to go. Okay, so where? How old were you when you met Eddie? I was. Tw- I was just twenty-one. Just twenty-one. I was okay. just twenty-one, and Eddie was twenty-eight. Nice. I think. Yeah, and he was. I think was twenty. He was a. He was a biker. He had a Harley, and he was. He um. How did you meet him? Uh, through another through through another friend's boyfriend. So we we used to buy drugs off of him. What kind of drugs? Any kind. Any kind. <laughs> my first date with Eddie, he pulled up. I'll tell you this. My my first date with Eddie is he pulled up in his convertible. It's such a cool car, and he had a. He gave me a long stem rose. Mm-hmm. Big buds that came flying, like with, that came out with with it the same length, and yeah. a big chunk of black hash. I remember that. Wow, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know he was super. And I was only twenty. I was only twenty. I was just like I said. I was just twenty one, and so I was so impressed with that. Oh my god, I thought that was. I mean, then the next day he picked me up on his Harley, and we went riding. It was yeah, it was. It was magical. It was magical. It was a great time. It was 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 a great time to be alive. It was a great time to be Ellen Sugarman. (laughs) Yeah, nice. And what was this? So this is like, what, 1987? 1990. 1990. Okay, so I was three years old. Oh, no, Uh, you're right. 1987. You're right. It was 1987. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was was negative one years old. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, It's so weird when I talk to, you know. Yeah, I know. Like, I dated that guy who was 29. He's... I think he's 30 now and I think about it and I was like 
by the time you were born, I had already buried like two boyfriends. You know, like so, <laughs> oh, wow. But I had already yeah. buried. Like I've been smoking two... pot longer than you guys have been alive. Yeah, that's so. that's awesome. I mean, that's that's cool though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would have made a really cool mom, <laughs> really cool stepmom. <laughs> so you never you never had a child? Uh uh-uh. uh I never wow. wanted kids. Do, do you do you like regret that or? I regret not having a family. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I regret not having a family. But you know, you had to go. Listen, you're like badass feminist. No, you know no, 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 no. You wanted one. You're like I, I'm not a feminist. You're not a feminist. No, I mean you, I how believe are you not a feminist. I'm very pro women. Yeah, but I would never refer to myself as a. I would never label myself as a feminist. Really? Very, Why not? Because I don't believe in that type of a label. Okay. I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means to be a feminist. Like, um, I want. I I believe in male female roles a lot in, yeah. in certain in certain areas. I mean, obviously, I believe in equal pay for equal jobs. I believe in yeah. Um, I believe that women can do anything they want. I mm-hmm. believe I have an eighteen year old niece who I say can do whatever she wants, and if she doesn't want to be with a man, she doesn't have to be with a man. I mean, obviously, I feel that way. I don't have to be with a man, but when I am with a man, I want him to open the door for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, See, do I insist on it? No. But do I think it's a really nice thing? And do I accept it as as a as something? Yes. Do I want him to do? Do I go out with guys just so that they'll pick up my ch- the first you know the check for dinner? No, obviously not. Mm-hmm. And I always offer, but I think it's very nice when they when they do the first time. Yeah. You know. Um, See, I actually hold the door open. I was I was taught by my mom to hold the door open for women just to just because and i i have since coming to boston and you know from i i had a very conservative christian upbringing and i I dated a few women in a row that like would be insulted by the fact that i would hold the door open that's a, that like, must be a generational thing because who, I I hear know. that from a lot of women. I, I hear that, you know, like here's the thing, like when I, I started my, my business, my previous life business was magazine publishing and I was the only female owned uh, person that did what I did, right? Oh, nice. So everybody else was like these old men, right? I was in my, mm-hmm. I was in my uh, 20s when I started it. I was, I sold it when I was in my 30s and um and I did, I would always take a woman-owned magazine before I would take a man-owned magazine. Like, I would always bring in more women. I only had women work for me. I only had, and it wasn't because I didn't like, it was just I really believed what these women could bring to the table. Yeah. Um, but I. And also, fuck those dudes. Well, no. <laughs> See, like, 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 I've never said those words. <laughs> I've never, like, and people, like, you know, like, girls and in, in today in their 20s and and in early 30s and stuff like that, they say that all the time. They're like, fuck guys, guys suck, men suck. And I'm like, I just don't, I, I can't, I can't, I, like even mm-hmm. saying it sounds weird to me. You Interesting. Know? Like I just don't say that. I just don't say that. Like, oh, guys suck. That's, so that, that's. But that's, I've never been the girl also who said like, I get along with guys so much better than girls. I love my girlfriends. Yeah. I, I, I love my, I worship them, you know, but I'm just, I'm not. I'm just not a feminist. I'm just, I'm not like, I'm not a feminist in the definition of what a feminist is today because it's, I just, I don't, I don't know what it means. I don't know what anybody's talking about. I feel like feminism right now from, from what, from, from the, the lectures that, you know, 
I have been given <laughs> yeah. in my time. Um, you know, it just seems like you just believe that women are equal in every yeah. single way to men and women are capable of doing whatever a man can do and deserves the same pay basis completely and deserves to be on equal footing and should be equally be yeah. considered. But I feel that way. I feel that way about women and men. Mm-hmm. I feel that yep. way about black and white people. I feel that way about yep. Chinese and black people. I feel that, you know, like I yeah. feel that way about human beings. I feel like you should get paid for the job that you do and the level in which you do it. Yeah, totally. And that's, I mean, I do feel like, I do feel like, that there is kind of this kind of thought process Mm -hmm. kind of emerging that people need to like, it's, it's almost like certain people in their mind, they need to be, they, they need to almost exclude white men. Like, I feel like, I mean, and, and, and it's a weird place to be in where like, I kind of notice it. I've been in like a few conversations online where I've been like trying to like share my opinion and then it's like, well, your opinion doesn't matter. Well, I, if I may interject, I think yeah. that what's happening now, right, is I think that women are finding their voices, yeah, right? Completely. And I think that because of that, they are they are saying they they have to use the 60s feminine. Like we lost, back in the 60s, like when Gloria Steinem started all that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And Ms. Magazine and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that was a uh, a revolution that occurred that kind of slowed down for in my in my generation I think and yeah. and then picked back up kind of recently and because of that I, I respect these these girls that are kind of like yeah. doing that like Katie Kay who talks about feminism all the time and Carolyn Riley who's twenty three years old my yeah. God if I was twenty three years old and I knew what she knew I, yeah. I would probably do the same thing but. I didn't, you know, I mean, when I was, when I was 21 years old, but you and owned was, an all woman magazine. I mean, you, you yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that you were part of it, you know, but I was, but it's because they were, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have hired a man. I'm saying that the women that applied were better. You know what I mean? And, and also, and, I, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I thought that with an all male dominated industry, women were going to get me the attention that I needed. And that's and that's you know, awesome. I mean, they were beautiful women. Like, yeah. you know, men used to be like, "Wow, there's nothing ugly going on there," and they weren't. You know, we were all tall and thin and partied hard and and knew our shit. You know, I feel like I feel like you need to write a pilot based on this, and you need to like kind of fictionalize it the same way that they fictionalized Orange Is the New Black and they fictionalized the show Glow. You know what yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. But you need to like. And it's just based on my experiences, but you just because I feel like that's 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 the kind of shit I would watch if that yeah. were on Netflix. Yeah, like, you know the first all female magazine. Yeah, that ever exists. You know in Boston. Yeah, or there was one actually. That if I'm not mistaken, Amazon did a show on a all female publishing company. Oh, but it's on Amazon. Nobody's gonna watch that. <laughs> True. <laughs> But yeah, but I remember. I mean, when I talk did to it, me when it's on HBO, I'll go. tell you, Eddie, my my the the love of my life, the you love know, of your my, life the love of dead. my life, who's dead under mysterious means. No, he drowned yeah. in his he, he drowned in his swimming pool. Wasn't <laughs> he that? Drowned in his swimming pool. <laughs> um, yeah, but nothing, he, yeah, yeah. nothing's <laughs> nothing weird about that. About drowning, that just happens. To I would have gone after his current girlfriend at the time. What he had a current a different girlfriend at the time that he died. Oh wow! Yes. 
So oh, I yeah. okay. So it's her fault. Yeah, I would have. I would have gone after her, not him. Oh, interesting. But his, his, well, anyways, his family is like my closest friends, and and we're all very very close. But, um, but Eddie, I remember, I remember a conversation I had with him when I was twenty one years old, and I mm-hmm. said, and he had a Harley, and I was like, oh, I want to ride a Harley, and he was like, You're not gonna ride. You're not. I will not allow that. And I was like, Okay. Really? Yeah, and I was fine with that. I was really? I was ready I to I would I know I would have I was ready to say yes to I mean now if somebody told me I couldn't do something like that I would go probably go like, yeah but I mean I was, fuck you I will do you like I did Eddie sorry I just I just saw the I just saw I was like I could get that that could that would be a great title for my my album <laughs> <laughs> fuck you I'll do you like I did Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I I, you know, I would I would listen to that album. I would yeah. go to that taping. Um, so uh, okay, so it. you met Eddie. Yeah. You rode on his Harley. He had a big bag of hash, if I recall. Yeah. So how long did you guys date for? On and off for like a year, I think. Okay. Yeah. But he's the love of your life. But it only lasted like a year. I mean, I think that you know you romanticize things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He um, with within that year, a lot happened. Um. You know, uh, and we never really lost touch um, through it. Um, and he died shortly after. So wow. because of that, you know. What be- year did he die? He died in 19. 19- he died right before I left for California. So 19- 19- July of July 4th of ni- July 3rd of 1990. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so he, I mean, what was the story? He was just, he uh, was just in his pool. He was just swimming, he drunk. Was, he fell asleep on a raft and fell over. Wouldn't that wake you up? Well, depends on how hard you're sleeping. Oh, because yeah. it could have just been, yeah, yeah, drug-induced sleep or heroin. Uh, no, 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 not heroin, not heroin, not heroin. Just like no. what, alcohol? Yeah. Maybe hash. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He was just partying all night. Doesn't that? Oh, okay. So he was just sleeping. So he yeah. was, just, it was just a very hard do, sleep. We used to do, I don't know. I can't speak for Eddie that evening since I wasn't there, but we used to do a lot of cocaine. And when we would do cocaine, mm-hmm. we would then take a lot of pills to bring us down from the cocaine that we would take. And eventually it would kick in. Wow. So when we did crash, we crashed hard and we crashed for days. Because wow. we would be up for days. So, hmm. yeah. So when you say a lot happened that year, like what were some of the things that happened? <laughs> um, it's so weird to even talk about now, but um, I lived on Cape Cod. Nice. And then I, um, my my best friend from high school and junior high had gotten a car accident and she passed away. And then um, a few months before Eddie. And then so I moved to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. and that's where I was kind of getting over him like pretty well. And so I think that when you lose somebody, when you're not over them, you tend to keep them with you for a very, very, very long time. I think obviously a long yeah. time. And then 30 years later, and I'm you're just talking never about him on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's weird. Uh-huh. Um, but um, he broke up with me and he said to me, I'll never forget how he broke up with me. He said that 
I would, I should do better. He's like, you could do better. And he, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to tell too many stories about him cause he's gone and all that kind of stuff. And, but he, um, you know, he did some time. So he was, he was, he was in, he was in jail during, during some of that time. For what? So it wasn't really on and off for a year. So 87 to 1990, that's three years. So on and off for like three years, but he had other serious, serious girlfriends at the time. Really? Yeah. But. And you knew that about that? Yeah. I still fucked around with him. (laughs) Because you liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I liked him a lot. That's sad. Yeah. And he was such a good guy. He was just a good guy. And, and everything kind of always brought me back to him. Like, I was friends with his with his whole family. And, you know, if I needed anything, he was always there. He never asked any questions. I got pregnant once. I got pregnant from another guy. And I needed money to take care of it. And Eddie <sighs> didn't ask me any questions. Just gave me the money. It's just like, well. Yeah, he was just that guy. He know? was just like, yo, get that baby taken out. Yeah. <laughs> You don't need no stupid babies. <laughs> Get that baby removed. Yeah. God. And that guy, I don't even remember his name. Isn't that oh, weird? wow. I know. Isn't that weird? But you remember Eddie. Eddie, I remember. Yeah. I don't remember. And I think if Eddie was alive to this day, I think I would still remember him. Really? Yeah. I think, think I would. Do you think that eventually you would have like gotten back with him? I like to think so. Yeah? I like to think so, but no, probably not. I mean... Our lives went in so many different directions. You know, Who I, knows? If, if if Eddie had not died, would I have left for California? Like, that's a question I have. Because you think that's just sent you on like a whole different path. That, ha- that sent me on a whole different. Well, first Janet, my best friend, and then Eddie. And yeah. So I think that so that kind of like, had... yeah. And then and then I, um, here's a funny story. Let's like, get off Eddie for a second. Let's for, get off of him. Yeah, let's get off Eddie. I've been on him for 30 <laughs> years now. It's time to get off of him. But, um, uh, I was living on the vineyard when Eddie died mm-hmm. and I ended up with another boyfriend after, after I got back from his funeral and stuff like that. And his name was Michael Tremblay. Okay. Michael Tremblay. Michael Tremblay. And he was super cool. We lo- He also had a Harley. We used to ride around on the Island with it and stuff. And uh, he was actually my, my boss's ex-boyfriend. So we actually had to keep it on the down low, but nonetheless, we had a lot of fun and um, we used to go off Island a lot. And uh, I knew I was leaving for California in September, but I was still, you know, we were still kind of in love or what have you, you know, whatever love. And I remember the last night before I left him saying to me, he's like, don't go, please don't go. And I was like, I have to go. And he's like, please don't go stay here with me. And I remember for a second thinking to myself, wow, maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I won't go. Maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll stay and live on the island. He had a good job. He had his own house. I was, again, 21 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm losing sight of how old I was at these days. But anyways, it doesn't matter. And um, fast forward 10, 12 years, I went, came home, and I was visiting home with, with my current boyfriend from California. Mm-hmm. And we went to, um, we went to the vineyard. And we were sitting at a bar and I was telling him the story of Michael. And he's like, that's so funny. And then there were these two local guys sitting right there. And I said, hey, do you guys know Michael Tremblay? And the guy goes, yeah, I know Michael Tremblay. I was like, really? I was like, you know, it's so weird. I used to date him. He goes, I'm Michael Tremblay. I was like, what? Whoa. I know. And I didn't recognize him. And not only that, he didn't remember me. I think he remembered me and he just wanted to pretend that he didn't. Mm. But I was like, remember we used to date? We know we were in love. He begged me to stay. And he's like... No, I don't remember that. I was like, 
Mm. Yeah, so that's that's weird. That's what was he doing? Was, did he did he look good or was he like? No, he was like a construction guy on on the island, still living on Martha's Vineyard. Still living on. I mean, that's a pretty even if you're doing okay in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Winters in Martha's Vineyard. No. What, what what are you talking about? Winters in Martha's. I mean, no. I mean, if you if you live in Martha's Vineyard year round, it's totally different. Why? Um, it's for, first of all, living on the island year round is fucking nuts. It's crazy. It, you, there's no better excuse to drink than being there. There's nothing to do. Really? Oh, it's desolate. Just desolate. February's in March and stuff is so rough. And then, um, how, how far, how close is Martha? Like, where is Martha's Vineyard? Is it closer to New York or is it closer to Boston? Which oh, it's is closer like, to Boston. Closer to Boston? It's off of Cape Cod. Okay. Yeah. It's not, so so Cape Cod goes like this and then up. So it's off of like the... What am I thinking that's near New York that's kind of Martha's Vineyard? The Hamptons? Maybe. That's yeah. right. That's where Royal That's beans. different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's where if you live on the Hamptons here and the Hamptons here on the you're doing pretty you're doing pretty well, well. but Martha's so. Vineyard is kind of like a desolate place oh, if you're yeah. there in the winter. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, you can be ri- you can be rich anywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can- it's true, but that's how poor I am. Is like, I don't even know where it is because I don't even know anybody that's ever like hung out. <laughs> you're the only person I know that's like that knows about Martha's Vineyard year round. Well, because I lived on Cape Cod, right? So yeah. I lived on Cape Cod when I went to I went to a community college on Cape Cod. I didn't really do much, so. I didn't really have, I didn't really, I kind of floundered after I got out of high school, so. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, but ha- haven't all of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't go to college, That's why you, got, that's yeah. why you, that's why you end up in comedy, right? <laughs> it's because, oh, I floundered a bunch, and now I yeah. tell jokes to strangers. Yeah. Uh, so, so, okay, so, Eddie was the first love of your life. Uh, tell me about the second guy. Oh, Nick? Nick. Nick was, um, you know, these guys stand out a lot. I think about, I think about my high school boyfriend too. You know what I mean? Like my, I had a boyfriend in high school that, um, that I went to the prom with and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I have to say that I fucked around with that guy for 35 years. Like I, there was never a time in my life up until the past 10 years, maybe five, 10 years that I, didn't see him and we didn't get together and have like booty calls. So and this is Nick. No, this is somebody else. So, this is somebody else. So you know what I mean. So like it's. So but you I, don't consider this guy the love of your life. No, it's not weird. And I, so I think it's because they're both gone that I can't not consider them that. You know what really? I mean? Because you just never know, right? See, I you know it's very similar to like this theory I have about the Beatles, where uh, I feel like people people talk about John Lennon like he was like the true genius of that group, but I feel like. If Paul McCartney had died in 1980, everybody would talk about Paul McCartney. Yeah, like he's the real genius. It's you know? true. It's true. And 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 because and also when when somebody dies, you kind of like you, you stop living life with them at that moment in time. Yeah. So you just don't you don't know what it could have been. I mean. Yeah. You know, Eddie could have, yeah, me and Eddie could have gotten back together one day and he could have beat the shit out of me. I mean, yeah. not that he wasn't that guy, but that could have happened. You know, he and I could have mm-hmm. 
been on his motorcycle, I could have fallen off yeah. during the night. You know what I mean? The, who knows what could have happened? Like people mourn Kurt Cobain's death. Yeah, he could have been on Dancing with the Stars. Exactly. He been so, so sad. So when you like, when you when you die on top, um, yeah. it's different. So um, Nick Nick was different. Nick Nick was a different relationship. Nick, I mentioned my friend who passed away. Mm-hmm. Nick was. <laughs> Nick was her fiance. Wow. I know. And years later, when I was living in California, I went to, um, I went to uh, New Orleans and he was living in Florida and he met me there and we ended up together. And then I, he lived in Florida. I lived in California and I would fly back and forth to spend time with him. How long did you guys see each other for? About a year. About a year. Yeah, and how like, old were you at this time? I want to say I was in my 30s, I think. Or early 30s? 30s, yeah. Okay. It was Oh, I know when it was too cuz I remember why I remember why I broke up with him. I broke up with him cuz he didn't vote and it was during the Al Gore uh the Al Gore George Bush. Uh, oh shit. And he lived in Florida and he didn't oh, vote man, and that I was, was crucial. Time. I was pissed. And I realized like and I had said something to him one time. I had said I was like, "Hey, I have these photos of, you know, Janet. Do you want some of them?" And he was like, well, only if you're in them. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I'm getting closure. You're not. Like, so Ooh. as much as I loved Nick and he was so sweet and I feel bad about it. And I, yeah. and I often feel bad. It was really more of a closure thing. You really? know what I mean? But I hold these guys so dear in my but heart. But you actually broke up with him because he didn't vote. That yeah. was like the reason you gave. Yeah. <laughs> Were you like, listen, your vote could have prevented 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah you you partially are responsible i had um, moved on like i i think that i had moved on so much from my from my days of being a townie that dating somebody from my hometown during the time i was in california was just you know i was fucking weird. around with one or two of them every once in a while was okay when i would come home to visit but, but being in a relationship it just feels like regression. Mm -hmm. Like there's an entire world of people. Why am I cycling back to? Yeah. You yeah. Know? But then I just never really, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of relationships after, after that. I mean, you know, none that I, none to write home about. When you and Nick, when, when you were friends with Janet, I mean, was there any like kind of never. sexual tension with Nick? Like nothing. We were in high school. I mean, we were we, yeah, we were in high school. No, I mean, it was Janet and Nick. It was really? always Janet and Nick. Yeah, it had nothing. To, yeah, I mean, we were friends, um, but it was never, it was Janet and Nick. I mean, I drove her. She moved from our hometown to Florida to live with him when mm -hmm. they got engaged, and I drove her there, you know? Like, so we were, I, I was just. But then it was just years later, and you were like, well. It was years later, and she was gone for so long and yeah. I, it was like the one like like I talk about how like I was in love with Eddie and I was in love with Nick and all this stuff but really and truly Janet was my was my best friend you know what I mean yeah. so like and so she stayed with me all that time too so I never you know I lost a lot of people I've lost a lot of people um many many stories of of too much partying and, and that kind of I mean I lived a, I lived a long life you know I've lived mm -hmm. I, I turned 50 this year and I, I had a huge party. And the reason I did was because I made it. And I was one of yeah. not many. You know what I mean? So we kind of had 
we yeah so i think the moral of this episode of this podcast i think like <laughs> the what really if if the drew romantics have any takeaway yeah it's that cool people live short lives <laughs> well yeah well and also in a you, lot of cases yeah and I, you know you know that there's there's a lot there's a lot of theories about there, where there's a lot of there's a lot of movies where they say like, and that one person was left to tell the story, was tell to tell the tale, yeah. you know. And I feel like I was left behind to tell the tale. You're you're the lone survivor. Executive produced by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, um, but you know, they were they were all tied together, and it was just it was it was just a time in my life, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. where where these things just kept happening, and and um, I was very lucky to have you know they always say you know it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all and and that's true well i mean yeah that's and that's cool um so how did nick die nick was in a boat so it's both water related deaths but nick was in a boat on the charles river um and he uh and he (laughs) i guess he was drinking from what i've heard and he hit a piling on the you know the bridge you know the jfk bridge yes okay so he was leaning out and he was going too fast and he was leaning out of the <gasps> boat and he hit his head on the piling oh yeah that's rough yeah it died on impact oh man yeah how long ago was that 2004 and what's your alibi for that one? Yeah, I was in Houston, Texas. At Houston, the time, Texas. My friend Diane Tarantino. And Diane, if you hear me, please remember this. <laughs> yeah. Please corroborate this. Yeah. Um, but we also were broken up at the time. You know, we've been broken yeah. up for three years. But oh wow, we still. He moved home at the. He moved back to Boston at the same time I moved back to Boston, which was like in two thousand and three. So I was living in California. He was living in Florida. We both moved back at the same time, not together and not on purpose, but just because. And. I think you already said this, but just remind me, how long was your relationship with Nick? Uh, about a year. About a year. So both of the quote-unquote loves of your life, as uh-huh. you described them, both of them were like year-long relationships. That's it, yeah. What's... Like the long... They are the longest relationships I've ever had. Y- really? Yeah, except for my high school boyfriend who I fucked around with through all of them. Yeah, and <laughs> you said that was like 35 years. It's been 30, it was 35 years, yeah. And then... And I bet I could call him now and he would come running. Really? Absolutely. I mean, do you ever think about it? Do you ever think about? No. I'm not that desperate anymore. Oh, I mean, well, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes here's the thing. Sometimes it's desperation, but other sometimes it's like, you know what? Maybe I didn't give them the full shape. No, he's a Republican. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah well, he's that's... a Tea Party Republican. Ooh. Yeah, and as soon as I had to have, like, I didn't have, we didn't have a lot of conversations together as we in our adult life. Yeah. And so when we joined Facebook, I started to see. Oh, yeah. Who you really are. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, when you add somebody, you got to look at the memes. Yeah. You're going to like get a scroll down. Like, what kind of memes are they sharing? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, But I think that the I think that. So I think that Eddie was the most fun boyfriend I ever had. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know what I mean? Like he was the most dangerous and the most, you know, exciting and that kind of thing. And um, and then Nick was was kind of an intense relationship. Um, and I had other boyfriends here and there, but they're the ones that I remember the most. Um, the last relationship I was in was about like, I don't know, seven months long. I would have to say about seven months long. And it was, 
it was somebody much younger than me. So yeah, and do do you want to talk about that? Do you want to? Can we get into that at all? Yeah, we can get into that. If you want. I mean, so we obviously we can't use the name. No, we cannot say the name. No, and um, but I mean, I I I've you know I I feel like I know I have a good you know uh, yeah working you know or but it's a small it's, town. It's small town, you know and. I mean, we were, I don't know if we were, I wouldn't even know what kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't even know how to define what we had. So how did, wh- where did it start? Like where? Um, I don't know. I really don't. I don't was know. it just something that just happened? Yeah, it was just time? something that just happened and it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got along. You know what I mean? We just, mm-hmm. we got along. We were friends and, and, um, I was super comfortable with him, you know? And, um. He was, I guess, comfortable with me too. I mean, I can't really speak on how he felt, but I can seriously say that I was, I was super comfortable with him. And, um, and, uh, I just really liked him. I really liked him. I really, really, really enjoyed his company. And do you think he liked you? Um, I mean, I'm pretty likable. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was weird. It was, it was weird. I mean, I didn't really, the, our age thing didn't really come into play that often. Mm-hmm. Um, what came into play more often was that, you know, like the secrecy of our, of our relationship, you know, like we didn't want others, people in the community that we were in at the time knowing about it. Um, and so we kept it kind of private. I mean, I, and for me that was hard cause I'm not used to keeping anything private. I yeah. keep, you might, you know, I feel like if you don't, tell people what's going on people will make it up as they go along you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and and so that's kind of what ended up happening where and and also if people would ask me I just tell I'm like I'm not gonna lie you know um so that was a little that was difficult for me but it was something that we had together that nobody else was involved in and and um and I kind of like that you know what I mean like a beautiful little secret yeah yeah like he was with me different than he was with with you know other people that we both knew you know there was like um you got to see a different side of this i person. saw a different side of him yeah that maybe people who have other people who have known him for a long time probably have never seen yeah you know because you know because like and i and i also think like when you're like guys right mm-hmm. like i feel like there's so many dudes i know that like when when i'm around them they're like there's like a Oh yeah, there's a bravado. Yeah, this kind of thing, and 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 especially like if they're like people that I don't see like a whole a whole lot, you know, it's like they anytime where we are like I am around them, like I feel like they kind of go into it extra hard, and it's like yo, just be a person with me, bro. You know? Yeah, and I and I think we had that like when we when I would run into him with his friends and stuff or something like that, I would just I would stay away, and and ever since we stopped seeing each other, um. I've avoided him. Really? Yeah, I avoid him as best as I can. Um, Even to this day, I avoid him. It's like if I know he's going to be somewhere that I am, I leave. Or if I know he's going to be somewhere where I'm about to go, I don't go. Wow. Yeah. Who broke up, who broke up with who? Uh, I broke up with him. And what, were, what was your logic behind that? It was just, I just got sick of it. It's just enough. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't get sick of him. I just got sick of the way the the communications. There was a lot of there was, it just it wasn't it wasn't gonna go on forever. I mean, I liked it. I liked what we had, mm-hmm. and I think I don't 
think as time went on, he did as much. I think I liked I think I liked what we had more than he did. Um, mm. Because I felt like it was something kind of special. You know what I mean? And I don't, I just don't know how he felt about it. And I, it got to a point where I was like, we can't really go on like this. And so, yeah, we're not, I don't, I mean, we're friends now, I guess. But I, like I said, I just, I kind of avoid him. I don't do any of his shows or, oh, I mean, you delete, you just delete that. Right? <laughs> Would you delete that? I mean, I don't know. We're, we're an hour and 12 minutes in. Do you? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, good. I feel like, like every, anything past 60 minutes is what I like to call the, the safe zone. Yeah. It's like we have reached international waters, you yeah. know, there's just no, there's no rules here. Yeah. And you know, we haven't said his name. I mean, yeah. recently, but, uh, I mean, he's a great guy. He's, I don't, I do not, I have to say. I mean, he I, wasn't like mean to you or anything, right? Absolutely not. Not yeah. only was he not mean to me, I have absolutely not one bad thing to say about him. I don't have anything, I have nothing negative to say about the seven months we were together. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed every second of it and I wouldn't have traded it. And I think I feel like that with every boyfriend I've ever had. Every single boyfriend I've ever had, I don't feel like everything brings you to one point in your life, yeah. right? Every single thing brings you to a certain, certain crossroads or whatever. And so I, um, he gave to me something that I didn't have for a really long time, which is like an emotional intimacy that I didn't have with people for a very, very long time. And because of that, I, I'm grateful forever grateful for him, you know, and I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the person he is. I have again, nothing bad to say about him. Wow. Even if I, you know, even if someone pushed me to it, I couldn't. I, I just, I really? just couldn't. No. Because it's just not there. It's not there. And but, there wasn't, and there was no drama in the end either. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just kind of like. Um, but then, but on the other hand, I mean, clearly seeing him places hurts you right or like i mean have you have you 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 must have run into him somewhere oh a bunch <laughs> i mean he's he's kind of an omnipresent person you know what i mean it's not like it's not as if you should like, come to lulls of the irish <laughs> yeah exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah if you want to you know yeah. if you really want to <laughs> yeah. come to my open mic every monday i'll tell you let me tell you there's a whole <laughs> list of people that aren't there <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah i mean yeah. So, um, yes, I avoid, I, I avoid him. And does it hurt me? Um, it, it's so it's, it's no, it doesn't hurt me. There's, there's other things like, you know, I, I've heard through grapevine certain things like that. He thinks that I'm like that when I'm around that he, and I'm that I'm staring or like, you know, he, I think he feels uncomfortable. I Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable. There's something. Um, and I just, I don't, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel a friendship with him when I'm around him and that hurts me. And so it sucks. Yeah, that sucks. So that's, I think that's the problem. I mean, well, I think that's, and I've never had that before. Interesting. I've never, ever had somebody, I've never had a breakup with somebody that I haven't, fucked around with afterwards and also um and we didn't and then um once it was over it was over there was no and and also so do you think so you don't think that you could re-enter that situation Uh uh-uh even even if you wanted to Uh uh-uh 
Oh wow! I don't think so. And do you do you feel? Does part of you feel like any kind of regret over that? Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Because you ended it when you you think you it might still be going on had you not decided to end it when it happened. I think it's better that it ended. So regardless of that, I think it's just I think it was time. It it just did. Mm -hmm. You know, we did it. We we did our time. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think that. I wasn't going to change and he wasn't going to change. So we just didn't, you know, we weren't going to, you know, I mean, it's, it's very difficult to be a, a woman of my age dating a guy who wants to, you know, like, oh, what are we going to marry him? You know what I mean? Yeah, gonna, is exactly. he move in with me? I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, that would be, that would, that would be cool i would be like yeah hell yeah yeah (laughs) Um, like get it girl yeah well yeah i mean a lot of of my friends would say that but um you know it just we just it just wasn't gonna you know um he no it just wasn't gonna it wasn't it wasn't our thing it wasn't our thing you know sadly it wasn't our thing so i mean i mean the biggest regret i have with that relationship the biggest and i'm again so grateful for it but the biggest regret i have is that he and i i would have preferred just being his friend forever Mm. than losing him even for a second yeah you know so i mean i've 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 dated a couple comedians and i dated after after i had my really bad breakup a couple of years ago, I dated a comedian for like a month and who just from like moment one, there was just all these like warning signs and all these like yeah. red flags. And I think I've done like one show with her since. Oh, really? And then this is like and I didn't even consider her and I very serious because I was still like in the aftermath of my ex, yeah. Melissa, and I was still like just really like just just really broken up about that and Uh i really wasn't in like an emotional headspace and i broke up with this girl you know i saw this girl for a month and then we kind of mutually just agreed that it was just that it was time for it to end and then she like made some kind of like as i as we were breaking up she was like oh you know can I still come over to your place and like watch the good place with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she goes, and maybe, you know, if the mood catches us, we could. And I was like, oh, no. And I pretty sure she like in the days that followed, she like blocked me on Facebook and like we have to. Yeah, (laughs) we have to. And like unfriended me and like unfollowed me everywhere. And we did one show together. We did actually that stupid um, hot mouth stuff show. You know what I'm talking about where you eat the you eat the oh, ghost pepper. Yeah, that was a stupid show. I didn't do that show. <laughs> it was awful. I'm not but a we gimmick just did person. It and so and I was like crying. <laughs> I like wept on stage. I mean, I like openly wept on I stage. I wonder if I was at that one. I was at one. Was Trent Wells on that one? I don't think so. Oh. No, the no. one that the one that I was on had um had a uh, who was on it you don't have to say because i don't have to say their name i'm pretty sure i'm trying to think who else besides ryan cheney was on it oh that must have been funny his face must have gotten so red i don't i don't know i got there a little late she this girl who, who you know who i dated she she was great she was really funny she i mean you know she was she she did a very good job I, and here's the thing and that's what i tried to because like i was like when all of a sudden when i realized that she was like that that, that she just didn't want to have anything to do with me anymore, which was like a little crazy. I thought it was like a little crazy. And, oh, and I had, wrote, had written a status 
on Facebook where I like made a joke about my ex-girlfriend. And she's like, you're out here talking about your ex-girlfriend and we just broke up. And but you, it's obvious that you're talking about your, you know, and I was like, well, because we weren't. Listen, I just like, yeah, I, know. I, I spent two. But years. you know what? Once our hearts get our, our hearts get in, into it, you know what I mean? The same way it would be for you. And so I always sympathize with the person who's I, the hardest. Think, but. I mean, honestly, he and I, like me and this guy, we neither one of us were heartbroken over our situation. I mean, the like I said, the most hurt I am is because uh, you know I miss hanging out with him. Yeah, because you lost a friendship. I I lost what could have been a friendship. Yeah, yeah. So that that. But but me and this girl, I just didn't think I I just didn't think it was. Does she date other people? Oh yeah, I mean, I I feel like you know I and that's the thing it's like I just feel like I, I just feel like you're being dramatic right now like I feel like you don't really like me as much as you just you just don't know how to like let it go how yeah just how to like be with somebody and then not be with them and just have it be okay you know what I'm saying like like somewhere in you you need to you feel like you need to rail against me but like we were never even when we were seeing each other it was like half cash yeah you know it was never like at no point was like like oh i'm going to marry this girl you know like 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 my current girlfriend emily like i mean like i'm going to i'm going to keep this going for as long as i can yeah because like it's like i've realized that i have like an incredibly special person Aww. who just who yeah. is into me and who loves me and who yeah. like you know what i'm saying like accepts me and has seen me has seen i mean seen some of the shit i done I mean, as recently as this week yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and as recently as you know yeah. well, 3 days ago when i was getting death death threats <laughs> through facebook <laughs> from people you know and is like yeah well yeah i know that you're you know and she's like i know that you're like this crazy dramatic person but yeah. you know there's <laughs> yeah yeah well she's I yeah i mean that's what I always say. And I always say like to, I always say to anybody, like if you are in love with someone, make it fucking work. Yeah. Make it work because you know, like I look back on times and I'm like, Oh yeah, that one got away. Oh yeah. That one got away. And and there's no turning back. You know what I mean? Like, like, like me, I, I'll keep something like minimal going forever you know like what your girl what your girlfriend said or what the girl that we were with for a month said yeah. you know like yeah and then we can like you know just fuck around every once in a while you know yeah. like i would be totally cool with that but not everybody is yeah you know i mean and that's yeah i guess different different people want different things it's like i know that i'm a i know that i'm, I'm like a relationship guy yeah like i'll go through periods where it's like i just gotta be single for a while you know we gotta we gotta we gotta get <laughs> and that. your voice gets a little lower <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> i gotta go into man mode now <laughs> and then i gotta find somebody and yeah and then slowly just like frog in a boiling pot though yeah it's like hi <laughs> you want to watch you want to watch sharp objects you want to cuddle up on the couch and we can watch the latest mission impossible movie <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah and so you don't um yeah, so you you like being it. You like being in monogamous relationships. I mean, yeah, you know, I've I've gone through periods where I've been single for a while, but I always Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> you know, I I, I mean, I, I also don't want to, you know, because you just t- spoke about, you know, how you've never had like like a relationship go past a year. Right. You know, but I feel like that's almost like like me and this girl we've been together. Well, her 
I've talked, I've said this a million times on this podcast, but I will just say it again. Her and I have a very complicated history where we went on our first date over five years ago. Oh. And then we never had a second date because she was like a conservative Christian and uh. she was a virgin. And I, at that moment, five years ago, Justin, just wanted to fuck. Yeah. Like, and wasn't willing to like, uh, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to wait all around for however long that it's going to take you to, yeah. you know, be okay with this. When I know that like, if I go to my very next OkCupid message. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so, um, and so we didn't, we, we were like Facebook friends for five years. And then I had a big relationship that like really mind fucked me and so then <laughs> oh that one oh that one <laughs> yeah know? and uh and then so then this girl five years later just sees that i'm single and messages me and we did it for a few months and even back then we dated for we dated for a couple months and that's that's um the june before last i cut it off oh and because I just wasn't in a good emotional spot. And I knew even back then that like, oh, she's like awesome. And she really likes me. Uh-huh. And, and, but, and I just was, I, I was just in my head about a lot of things. Yeah. And I had like a lot of like, just kind of residual insecurity about the way that my previous relationship, like the major one had, had ended. And I was kind of... I was so afraid of the things that tanked that relationship yeah. happening again that I like pre-tanked this one. Yeah. And then it then it's common. It, common, right? Yeah. Very common. And then but last September we didn't talk, her and I didn't talk for about a month and a half and then we started hanging out just as friends again. And it's kind of what you were like you were telling me where it's just all of a sudden her and I just kind of developed this amazing friendship yeah and and uh, and it kind of happened in like where she had no reason to be hanging out with me you know because i had broken up with her like i had done to like this other girl you know this other comedian or that not 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 that she's a comedian but yeah. this comedian that i dated for a month and a couple other girls but this girl was different emily my current girlfriend was different that like she wanted to hang out with me and she still considered me a friend and she didn't feel the need to hate me yeah. or rail against me because I had done, I had broken up with her and then we just kind of naturally, and then also she's hot. So like, <laughs> and I was like, man, this girl, she's like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, I'm attracted to her. She's cool. And then, so then that September, last sep September or October, I was like, you know what? Hey, yeah, I want to try this again. Yeah. And I promise you as much as I can that I that it's not that it's for real this time. And it's been going strong ever since. Yeah, you seem pretty positive about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. because it's like But I think that you I think I think that every relationship you have, even the ones that you feel like fucked you over. You yeah. know what I mean? And that fucked your head up, right? I feel like you have to dig deep to find something good that came from it. Mm -hmm. Or else you will re you are destined to repeat whatever bad things happened. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. until you can find peace within every relationship you've ever had, I think that you're just, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I I've dated a lot of guys that have exes, either ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, um, ex-wives with kids. And as soon as they start to really tear that person apart, I usually bail out because my mm. feeling is you picked that person. 
Yeah. So what you're saying is you make bad decisions. Yeah. You know, so, but if you say like, you know, like I don't have anything bad to say about any, except for the one, except for the one guy that is a Republican. I don't really, I don't really have, I don't have much bad to say about relationships that I've been in because we were both part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to blame myself. <laughs> well, even like even my ex Melissa, you know, I mean, I definitely have some kind of residual trauma from that. Sure, that's taken like that. That's some of that I'm still holding on to. A lot of it I'm like starting to let go. But even her, I wouldn't say. I don't. I don't think of her like oh the demon that I dated. Right. I think she was. Yeah. I think she's a beautiful human being. Yeah. I think she's complicated. I think that. I needed to be in therapy back then. I think she definitely needed to be in therapy. Yeah. I think a lot of our problems was we're just both, um, we were just both in denial depressives. Yeah. And, and we just, and neither of us had enough presence of mind to really call it out. It's like, hey, we're stuck in this really toxic cycle where we're great. Like, like it's like, it's like, you know, like when, when two women date and then their, their, their periods sync up. But it's like our depression spirals. Yeah. So like our mania has lined up. So yeah. we're great for three yeah. weeks and we're so fucking wonderful and everything's yeah. great. And I'm going to marry this girl and we're going to be great. But then we both go down together. We both yeah. like sink down into the ocean yeah. together. And, and that's why I'm glad that like Emily isn't, I mean, if she, I, I mean, I think like, most people should be in therapy, but I feel like she doesn't have the same kind of depression that I have. Right. You know? And so in moments where, you know, so I get up and I'm high and then we're just great together. And then I sink low and then she's just this emotional rock. Right. You know, where she's just, I mean, and I've had, and that's what that, I think that that's like, that's the key to it. (laughs) That's the key to a relationship more than anything. Is it like when I'm sad, I want you, don't tell me you're sadder, Yeah, you know, pull me up. And then, and yeah. I promise you, if you do that, when you're sad, I will pull you up too. Exactly. But let me have my moment. You oh, know? totally. And it's just, you know, so, I mean, and, and I don't think that, I, I think that that comes, that something comes with therapy or mm-hmm. a really emotional stability mm-hmm. that you have to have as a person. Completely. And, and honestly, like, I mean, and I was, there's been a couple moments, like, around my 30th birthday I kind of had like this existential crisis and I was gonna like break up with her and I was like thinking about like can I move somewhere like I just I I was like I just needed like a change like I was just horrified like I'm 30 years old Mm -hmm. I have not succeeded in comedy like I wanted like I'm a professional uber driver like what the fuck am I doing with my life you know and like and and I kind of took it out on her and I felt really bad about that but like you know like a couple weeks like a few weeks after that like I just I don't know. There was like one night where I was just so down. Like I was just so, I was like bottoming out and she, I don't know. She just held me like for like hours. And it was just like, it was, it just kind of dawned on me. Like you were never going to find somebody like this again, Justin. Like you are, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody who's just, yeah, she just you know it's like it's just all love, and it's it's not something I was used to. I was used to like we, you know like 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 other people I've dated, like my like 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 Melissa, like like people that I've dated, like when I was with Melissa, and anytime I showed like 
kind of weakness like that. Anytime I got like emotional and I got like down in the dumps, I think it was just because she had like this kind of classic Italian upbringing that anytime I showed weakness, like men, you're, you know, like in Italian culture, you know, like the man is a man, her dad's a man, yeah, yeah. like provides and all that yeah. shit, you know, so, and I'm, and I'm a pussy. Like yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a baby. Weakness. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime I would show weakness, like the walls would go up and I would get like almost like punished for it. And I just didn't know how to deal with that, you yeah. know? And so anyway, so I think no, I'm kind of like that. Really? I think, yeah, I think we are like we. Yeah, because my dad was like that. You know, my dad was really fucking like you never saw him like you never saw him sweat. You know. So, Interesting. Yeah, we have no. We yeah, I hate seeing men cry. Really? Yeah. And so, do you think that's like? A, do you think that's like affected like yeah. just your dating history and your sure. life? Sure. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. And in fact, I've broken up with a guy, and he started to cry, and I was like, dude, this is not going to help. Oh. This is not going to help with the booty calls later. Like, <laughs> this is not going to get you very far with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. You, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've dated some Justins. <laughs> not for long, though. Sorry. But I, you know, but here's the deal. It's like I, I kind of see it coming, you know? Yeah. Like I kind of see it. I've always been able to kind of spot. And I'm. Smell And weakness. I'm not somebody who needs to be in a relationship. Like, I love relationships. Yeah. You know, but I like my friendships too and, and my And I feel like a good friendship can be better than a relationship. Yeah, quite often. I mean you know, you know I love my girlfriends, I love my guy friends, I love um Yeah. I love my relationship with my dog. You know, so I mean it's you know, you have everybody has their own their own thing, but I, I don't know, like I just yeah. I I think that um I want to be in a relationship but I don't need to be. And so until I find the right person and also I'm this age, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm this age. I'm successful. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, so, I, I'm not broke. I don't have, you know, I, if I want to go, if I want to do something, I want to go fucking do it. You know, I don't want to not do it because you feel like, you know, me paying for it would emasculate you or, you know, or something like that. See, I would, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would never, if, if I dated somebody that was rich, like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not rich, but I, you know, like, um, but my, my girlfriend's poor as shit. We're both poor as shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and that, and I'm fine. I'm fine with, with a guy that has less money than me. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. You yeah. know, um, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Um, but you have to bring something to the table exactly, and it doesn't have to be anything monetarily, you know, money or like dick or just, you know, (laughs) yeah. Or like, just like, you know, just like I said, like a, you know, like, like allow me to not have to be the strongest one in the relationship. Mm. You know, like I need that. Like I need somebody who's going to be like, whoa, you know, like kind of like, kind of like put me in my place. Cause if you don't, I will walk all over you. Mm, yeah. So. Well, that's that's interesting. Um, and that's wonderful. So, like, as we established at the beginning of this podcast, you've never heard this podcast before. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to it. Um, so, Maybe not this one. But so you don't, know, you don't know that this question's coming, but I end all of these podcasts by asking the person, my, my guest, a question. It's a two-part question. I'm going to ask you this right now. Um, part one: Do you believe in true love? And you are welcome to define true love however you see fit. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever true love means to you. Mm-hmm. 
do you believe it exists? And if so, part two, do you think, do you believe you've ever been in true love? Yes and no. Yes, yes and no to Yes, what? I believe in true love. And no, I do not believe I've ever been in true, true love. Interesting. Yeah. Not even Eddie? Nope. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's as close as I've ever come. Eddie? Yeah, and I wonder also, and I, it's hard to remember back this far, too. It's like, did I love Eddie this much when we were together, or did I love him more when he died? Hmm. So, and that's not something that I Is ever want. you, John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's not something I ever want to um, explore and admit, because I like what I've given myself as our relationship. You Would know you I mean? say that you are your true love? Through all of this, you have found yourself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. No, no. But I believe in true love and I remain hopeful. Yeah. You know, I, I always, always remember. And my parents have been married for 56 years. Wow. Yeah. And they, you know, in my dad's world, there's two people in it and that's it. My mother and everyone else, you know. And so, um, and my grandparents were the same way. And so both sets of grandparents were the same way. And so, yes, I, I believe in true love. I believe that it exists and I believe that it I believe that anyone can find it and it doesn't always just exist once for a person. Hmm. You can do it. Yeah. So you believe that like people could find multiple true loves over the course of their lifetime? Yes. Hmm. I do. I do. I have not and I will not, but I um I wouldn't never I don't think I would be the person that ever would, but I do think that that is yeah, absolutely. 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 And I don't think you know that it was your true love until after it's over. Mm. Until after they drown in a pool and you have an airtight alibi for that night. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then I spend the next 30 years making sure everyone knows that I loved him. You loved him. (laughs) I would never do anything. I was never upset about him cheating on me. (laughs) I would never pay anybody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would never pay anybody back for that. No. Um, But yeah, no, no, no. I do believe in true love. Do you? Um. You know, nobody's ever actually asked me that question, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't think, I don't believe in the concept of soulmates. Like, I think that's kind of bullshit. I think that there are, I think that there are people that are more geared to be into you and to be compatible with you yeah and i fundamentally believe that because i mean just just from all the places i've gone and all the all the dumb shit i've done in my lifetime and all the stupid shit i've said that have pissed people off i can usually tell like i just started this job a couple months ago and within like the first week i was encountering people where i was like oh you're the kind of person that i need to stay away from because i knew this guy and this guy had the same personality type as you yeah. and that guy was a real douche to me you know yeah yeah or like and you have one conversation it's like oh we're gonna be friends because yeah i mentioned this and then you acted like that and now we're now whenever we're in the elevator we like oh hey did you see game of thrones last night you yeah know? exactly yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean everybody has like different levels of relationships too but um but i believe that i believe in soulmates but i believe in multiple soulmates mm-hmm. i believe that not everybody i don't i don't believe in one particular soulmate mm-hmm. i believe in in tons of them you know what i mean like 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 my dog you know what i mean like you i and used your dog are soulmates 
Yeah, yeah, but so was <laughs> but so was my other dog. You know, you know what I mean. So yeah. was my first dog. So me and my second dog are too. And and you know, I I kind of compare it to that, like which is mm-hmm. like you know, dogs dogs die within you know. 12 15 years of you having them knock on wood let's hope you know yeah and um uh and people are saying oh they you know they die so young and it's it's so sad you don't have them for so long and i'm like yeah but you know what i get it now because i get to love more than one of them and Hmm. so i can and when this dog dies which will happen and it will be sad and heartbreaking and i'll probably spend a good six months crying and Mm. locked in my bedroom and you know, people will worry and I'll lose weight and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but I will love again. Yeah. I will live to love. I will live to love again. Hell yeah. And that is, that is, that will be the moral of this story. Well, you know what? That is a beautiful thought and that is a beautiful thing. And Ellen, thank you so much for being. Thank you so much for having me. I think this was a wonderful episode. To all your, what do you call your people? The Drew Romantics. Thank you to all the Drew Romantics who yeah. listen to this story. Hell yeah. And thank you for doing it. And uh, I appreciate it. I, I honestly think this is one of my favorite episodes we've done. I feel like Aww. we had a very had a very wonderful, very productive chat. And Thanks. Well, I feel like we, I think we didn't, I think we got to know each other a little better, which I think is kind of yeah. nice. I've always liked you a lot. So. Well, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, awesome. Oh, tell the Drew Romantics where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Ellen Sugarman at both Instagram and um, Facebook. And you can come to the Ellis Room on Wednesday nights in Brookline to see me. And you can see and you can listen to my podcast at Generation Exchange. Yeah. X-C-H-A-N-G-E. And I'm going to get that back up and running. Hell yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. And now a word from our sponsor, CohassetInsurance.com. This is Craig Martin from CohassetInsurance.com, proud to sponsor Drew Romance. Woo! We've been voted best on the South Shore five times. Hell yeah! Many radio sponsors offer a special deal to listeners. Yup! We don't. Nah. Having us as your agent is the special deal. Motherfucking yes. Visit CohassetInsurance.com to find out more about getting yourself the best agent on the South Shore. Booyah. When you leave for the weekend, I sit at home and smoke hot on the lawn. And the countdown to my freedom is just a wet dream of all the things I'm gonna do when you're gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very nice. Fiddle with us, that old. Yeah.